Hi, my name is Vivika Romakala and I'm head of content at a career development company called Amazing If. I also run a creative consultancy in digital marketing and a book blog. I'm also mum to two boys, um, the eldest who's just turned three and my youngest who's one. You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Welcome listeners to Mother of All Solutions. Um, I'm delighted to have a kind of guest stroke book chat, which is perfect for me because I love speaking to guests and I love talking about books. So on uh, the podcast today, we've got Vivi, who you heard from in her introductory section, Mm -hmm. all about her work as a content creator and the different aspects of of that and who she works with and alongside being a mum to two young boys. So welcome to the podcast, Vivi. Thank you so much, Laura. Great to be on. Yeah, it's so nice because it's it's been a bit of a kind of like, let's get together and chat more and let's see what we we can do and so for this episode and you said this you're an avid reader yeah (laughs) so we're going to be talking around some books but before we get into the book chat um do you just want to say a little bit more to listeners about being a content creator and who you work with and how you work and what that means for you yeah so maybe it would help to give a bit of context um so I went to uni oh this is a long time ago now but I went to uni and I did English literature um and I read a lot of books and I also didn't really quite know what to do with the degree afterwards I decided to do an internship in PR I hated it I that kind of led me to the world of marketing and then I kind of you know um, found my way into digital marketing and content creating and I think that was at the start of kind of Instagram boom and Facebook boom and all of the social media um, kind of companies coming coming to the light um, so yeah so that's kind of how I got started I then um, did uh, you know a few jobs in marketing across industries so mm-hmm. I've worked in fashion I wow. also then moved um because of my partner who works in construction I moved into the world of architecture yes. which I know we've got that in common yeah we've talked a bit <laughs> about that yeah yeah um and now I'm in the world of a whole new world of career development which is exciting yeah <laughs> okay wow because uh it's I mean I'm sure lots of listeners here might work in around digital spaces content marketing themselves but for someone like me who's had to sort of work work out what that is for this small podcast imagining doing it on a bigger scale seems quite daunting so did you fully embrace that kind of shift from you know English literature PR I know you said you didn't really like it but that's quite a sort of a formalized way of making to this which I imagine yeah there's some formality to it but it's a little bit more intuitive and exactly mm. and creative which I've kind of learned is a really huge strength dare I say it (laughs) of mine you know being creative and kind of tapping into um, my creativity which Mm. I feel content creating helps me to do and content creating um, you know takes different forms so it could be um, copywriting so writing it could also be kind of like 
aesthetic okay. <laughs> so photography almost yeah, but I wouldn't yeah. you know call myself a photographer <laughs> at all um but yeah it delves into photography videography as well and you know editing reels content or yeah, you know yeah. uh, short videos youtube I'm dabbling into so it's amazing all, always something always to learn yes I am literally always in a learn it all mode <laughs> perfect perfect well that it fits exactly what you're doing and who you're working with and so you work with amazing if and you also do freelance work as well and but I came to know of you through your Instagram which you've recently told me today is a bookstagram bookstagram which I did not know that was a thing (laughs) oh gosh I I was the same when I found out about it I was like wow there's a world you know a hashtag on Instagram dedicated to this (laughs) <laughs> mm. so your instagram account you basically profile books that you yeah. are reading yeah. want to read um but they're mainly non-fiction right that's this yeah. your niche yes exactly tell us a weeny bit about it yeah, yeah. so um i st- i mentioned that i did english literature and i started off reading lots and lots and lots of fiction works um which you know after four years of studying you you kind of do get bored of (laughs) so um I kind of went entered the world of non-fiction and I loved it and it I realized that it's not all self-help and it's not all um you know it can be memoirs it can be there's so many different um you know uh, genres within mm. non-fiction and so I created my um bookstagram account called um uh, the the cultured life mm-hmm. um which basically reads and reviews and recommends non-fiction books um that I enjoy really amazing when I came across it I yeah. was like well and you've said it's you're creative as a person it is a very lovely looking thing I know you said I'm not a photographer but you know everything's nicely placed and produced which is what you're aiming for of course and um, mm. so I was drawn to it visually at first mm. and then I was like oh my goodness there's so many titles in your feed mm. that I have heard of but have never actually sat down to yeah. read and so I was kind of intrigued um, mm. and then when we connected yeah worked out we also had a sort of architecture link and a podcast (laughs) thing and you know other stuff so it's really nice to get to know you but for the purpose of the chat today and we'll come back to your career I'm sure because I think when we talk about the books career bits of your life we'll come into it I'm sure um we are going to talk around three books now these are three (laughs) books that you picked for the conversation which is amazing because I mean people that have listened to mother of all solutions before know that I'm in a book club so I'm very happy for people to pick books for me to read I'm, I'm happy to to embrace that um so Vivi do you want to explain or introduce the three books just the yeah. kind of the names and the titles yeah, yeah. of course so um let's start off with 4,000 weeks time mm. and how to use it so it's by this um journalist called Oliver Berkman and it's a book about our relationship with time basically which um really kind of resonates with me as a mother a working mother at that oh. yeah. um so yeah I'm pretty excited to get into that so that was number one number one mm-hmm. <laughs> number two is the book you wish your parents had read and your children will be glad that you did by Philippa Perry, who's a psychotherapist, I yep. think she is, um, which was an interesting read. Um, yeah, and that's about 
talking about relationships um that's about the relationship you have with yourself as well as the relationships that you have with your kids mm. and then the third book is well so bias here but it's the squiggly career by um helen tupper and sarah ellis which is all about embracing the squiggles in your career and ditching the ladder um which i think I mean, right about now, there's a real kind of like feeling that people are sick of it, really. Mm, yeah, and you work for Amazing If Now. Yeah. And you were telling me before you reviewed this, before you exactly them, just as a reader. Funny story, yeah. yeah. So I, I I read the book prior to, to you know, starting to, to work with Amazing If, and it was actually on Instagram that we met. Um, so I posted my book review. Where I tagged them. All the best people meet nowadays. Oh, exactly <laughs> <laughs> on the gram. Um, so yeah, I, I posted my review and I tagged them, and uh, a relationship formed. And yeah, it's 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 been beautiful. It's great. It's great. <laughs> and also another thing you were saying before about the Instagram feed you set up, the cultured life. You set that up while you're on maternity leave. I did. And so obviously with this podcast, we talk a lot yes. around maternity leave and work. So. I think it's super exciting that you did that while you're on maternity leave, but maybe while we chat around the books, mm-hmm. we'll pick up some points yeah. around your career in maternity leave as well. So should we start with 4,000 Weeks? Yeah. Because that was the first one of the three that you chose. Mm-hmm. Amazing choice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was the first one I picked up, although I actually yeah. listened and you read, right? That's interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> so where, where shall we begin? Um yeah, initial thoughts from reading it then, Yeah, Vivian. so I read, and I actually wished that I listened to it, I think, because okay. it's quite a long read, and I had to, you know, stop and start at some places, but actually that's not necessarily a bad thing, because I got time to kind of reflect on some of the chapters, um, and yeah, so I read that book fresh off reading, actually, another book on time called Mm. the power hour by an author called adrian um herbert and so it was kind of like oh cementing you know the the power hour introduced the idea of having an hour you know that you can intentionally craft for yourself okay um whereas you know um four thousand weeks talks about um you know having four thousand weeks (laughs) which is the average human lifespan right so he's saying and you know jump in and correct me if i say anything yeah is like a misinterpretation but average lifespan of a yeah. human adult is around 80 years yeah but when you talk about 80 years mm-hmm. how do you grasp that length yeah. of time and if you talk about a daily basis it's too task driven yeah so this is meant to be framing it yeah in this four thousand weeks which yeah. gives people a, and i think it did with me actually it helped me visualize yeah. that length of time but it's not a productivity story no. essay. Well, it's not a story it's not a productivity manual manual no <laughs> it's not at all in some ways the opposite yeah, right yeah, yeah i agree and mm. what i loved about the book as well is that oliver berkman himself he's a father so he kind of talks yes. a lot about you know his relationship with time kind of um evolving as he he's had kids you know yeah. um which was really interesting and it was of, really yeah. nice actually wasn't yeah. it because sometimes you read these things and you're like yeah but i am just so stressed because <laughs> i have no time and exactly. they don't relate to me on that exactly. level whereas yeah and he had because he's a self-confessed like slight yeah. control freak about things to be done and productivity exactly. and he's like i've had to learn to let yeah. go a bit 
on yeah. some things. Yeah. Um, well, I did listen to it, and it's him narrating it. Yeah. So if anybody listening now does get the audiobook, it is Oliver himself. It was a very enjoyable listen. Mm. I think you're right to say maybe it was a, a good listen as well as a good read. Yeah. Um, I did find, though, and again, this is probably <laughs> the point of the book, you have so little time that yeah. when I was listening, I was also slightly distracted oh. while I was listening. <laughs> I didn't, like, take away an hour each day and sit calmly in a chair <laughs> with a nice cup of tea. I was often, like, cooking the kids' tea yeah. or on the tube, you know, while yeah. I was listening. So even though I enjoyed it and I got a lot, a lot from it, mm. um, I probably didn't listen quite as deeply mm as maybe I should have done mm. whereas the other two books that you chose I read the hard copy of so maybe yeah. I got more of the detail in it um interesting yeah it is interesting <laughs> I mean that's just the nature of listening yeah. I'm sure lots of people listening to this podcast are like rushing around <laughs> right now doing multiple things I know multiple <laughs> things but it's, it's it's very reassuring I think and we posted we were doing this conversation today and someone replied on the insta feed about that you know trying to step away from feeling like you have to be everything to everyone all the time exactly and actually just not being part of the rat race too much and taking a step back and being intentional about the choices that you do makes maybe a better way of going yeah it's a better way of living your life and Mm. the book it's there's one point that really resonated with me was where he talked about the joy of missing out being the mm. new, the fear of missing out. You know, you, you've oh, heard okay. about FOMO and, you know, the fear of missing out on big events, but actually it, he kind of twists, you know, turns it on its head and talks about, actually it's a joy because, you know, if you mm. think about, you know, having 4,000 weeks, it's finite, you know, you're, yeah. you know, your life is very finite. And so the, the way that you actually choose to spend your time mm. needs to be more intentional. And actually, if you intentionally say, I'm not going to that event or mm. because, you know, there's other things that you have in your, you know, huge list of things, that's yeah. actually quite liberating yeah. um, rather than it being, you know, anxiety inducing. Mm. Actually, let's embrace it and, you know, maybe not do do it all. It's a myth anyway, and he debunks it in the book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's quite humorous as well, the way. I I don't know, because obviously the listening was a slightly different experience to the reading, but he gave, like, some funny examples of, Mm. like, the two that um, I remember was he was talking about Danielle Steele. I don't know if you ever... I mean, she's probably a bit too lowbrow for your English (laughs) literature. Um, I do know the author. (laughs) But, like, he said, like, she literally had, like, three hours sleep a night or something. That's crazy. In order to make and produce... write all these yeah. books because yeah. you know she was pretty like yeah. prolific in those Ooh. romance novels <laughs> what do you call them do you call them romance novels yeah I don't know. no there's a real genre out there and people love it <laughs> so that was kind of amusing and mm. then he was talking about Kafka as well wasn't he like, yes he was and he you could tell he was sort of like smiling as he was recording mm-hmm. that section because he was saying how um he met basically a lovely match for him yeah. uh, this woman that he was attracted to physically yeah. mentally you know all this stuff was going on but he couldn't make it work because no. he was just so engrossed in his own productivity exactly. and his own <laughs> yeah but the way he explains it's much better than it's the hilarious. way I'm explaining it <laughs> so it was a bit serious yeah. a bit fun a bit kind of reality check yeah um for sure yeah it's a would recommend would recommend amazing <laughs> And I think there's some people from my book club who have read it or are going to read it. So I think it's probably one that will 
do the rounds for a while, I reckon. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so should we go on to the second book? Yes, boop, let's. Boop, boop. <laughs> so just to re- remind us of this second book then. Yes, so this is now... <laughs> I don't know about you, but, um, you know, parenting books often give me the ick. <laughs> and I'm just, like, kind of, like, turned off by the idea of there being, like, a manual of how to parent because it's totally not like that. Um, but this book kind of intrigued me because of the title. Um, you know, the book that you wish your parents had read. And actually, having haven't read the book, so I've read it twice Okay, now. cool. Um, so the first time I read it um, was... Uh, during my pregnancy with um, my first son okay. and um, the second time no actually it was after he was born okay. <laughs> and then the second time I read it was um, when I was about to be you know a second time mum which was quite interesting because um, we spoke about this a little bit earlier didn't we about mm. the whole um, idea that maybe this book was is kind of idealistic almost mm. in in the sense of it's it, some of the examples are almost um, you know set up for just you know a, a one parent one child kind of um, scenario but mm. actually having had the experience of multiple children you know it's it's um, it's a bit more difficult and I and I guess you know there's Mm. an argument there for you know how realistic is that in in the real world Mm. but all in all I did um enjoy the book and I felt that um each chapter from the book builds on the previous and like I mentioned at the beginning the book is all about relationships and not necessarily the parent and child relationship because I feel as if some of the Mm. advice as well is it could be you know your the relationship you have with your partner Mm. also could be you know some of the tips could be used um for the relationship that you have with work um so that was a, a good takeaway from from the book um and um yeah there was one quote um that really resonated with me which said um all parents make mistakes and it is putting these right that matters more than the mistakes themselves oh yes and that yeah was um really liberating and although the book was really really confronting at times because you need to reflect on the you know relationship you've had with your parents or how you know if you've had quite difficult relationships it it can be quite confronting but I think that quote from the book is forgiving and Mm. um it you know helps you to Mm. liberate yourself from you know past Mm. hurts and trauma and um kind of you know that you can fix you can fix it yeah you can fix mistakes and it's not the mistakes that you need to focus on it's kind of what you can do the action you know to that you can take from it yeah yeah no it's interesting because I had known of this book when Mm. you suggested it but I'd never picked it up which is a bit like a lot of things I've seen on your your bookstagram yeah but I put a call out to friends especially Mm. the book club to say who's got a copy I can borrow Mm. um and nearly everybody had a copy I was really surprised (laughs) and then like my sister-in-law's read it um other friends of mine who have since mentioned to have read it so Philippa Perry obviously knew her audience yeah she knew people needed and wanted this book so when I got that I was like why haven't I read this Mm. everybody else has already read this because when did it come out was it about four four, or five years ago ago. something like that so Mm. um I mean I I did I don't know if enjoy it's the right word I did Mm. like um benefit from it Mm. like you know as you say around the relationships and the feelings and 
like I'm just going to give an example because my eldest who's eight she's generally like really great and everything but there's like all kids they have their little things and she's not very good at looking for stuff Uh. and then she freaks out when she can't find things but she also hasn't looked for it and I get very (laughs) impatient I'm feeling the tensions rising in me at this moment and she couldn't find this handkerchief that my mum gave to her so for her it's really special and normally I'd be like well have you looked for it (laughs) whereas actually I was like no embrace her emotional viewpoint I "I know this handkerchief is very special to you you might not know where it is right now but when I was much more like kind of calm and considered of her feelings and I felt like right okay this is a good lesson for me yeah yeah and so on that level I did really like like it but as you mentioned it's very much like you know if you've got a kind of maybe a calmer schedule or a Mm. one child and you can like be really conscious of that all the time maintaining that in a busy work exactly <laughs> family household yeah it's quite hard right yeah, really so hard. it did feel and I think it, I'm, I'm, I didn't yeah. know what word to use but a friend of mine did say it's quite aspirational aspirational and, yeah and how you, you you are or should be which yeah. we should be aspirational yeah, in life it's true it's true it, and it's got that going for it I, I guess but um one thing that I always say when I read you know I I used to read a lot of books and now it's slightly, you know, gone down. But I still, from what I read, I try to take at least one thing. Mm. Like you've just done, you know, you've learned something and you've learned something from the book and you've kind of like mirrored it into your real life. Um, I I try to do that with all the books that I read. And I think, um, uh, you know, if... I could take at least one thing from this book. What mm. What is it? That's mm. a good question to ask yourself. And I think you've done just that. And yeah. I try to do that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you picked out a quote that you really liked. I remember mm. thinking I wasn't quite sure mm. like where it was going to, or how it was going to end mm. for want of a better phrase. Because she talks through like pregnancy and mm, that's true. babies and yeah. teenagers. She kind of goes through various yeah. stages of parenting, which is good because mm-hmm. right, we're all at different points. Mm-hmm. Um but the oh goodness I should maybe I'll like screen grab it later on but there's the end page Mm. is really positive yeah um and reassuring Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she ties it together really nicely yeah yeah. and it did yeah did come away um feeling good and I'm sure people will keep buying it yeah 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 no it's still Mm. a would recommend for me yeah yeah same here but like with a bit of a caveat before recommending it (laughs) a disclaimer (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. be in the right frame of mind when you read this and have conversations about it actually like which is something that is missing on this and considering Mm. like you know she does a lot of like tv and Mm. interviews and her columns and stuff like it would be nice if there had been a bit more mm. like talk around this yeah. with your partner your friends yeah. your parent like you know it felt quite like yeah you're just over analyzing yourself at times yeah anyhow all right amazing yes. so so far so good yes yes third book <laughs> third book <laughs> now what did you think oh i love it turn the tables um so when you suggested yeah. this i was like yeah let's do it because mm. i do listen to the squiggly careers podcast mm-hmm. So I do like Helen and Sarah's style yeah. and approach. So yeah. I knew I, I liked the premise mm-hmm. of it, but I probably wouldn't have mm. bought it in the kind of concern. It was maybe too much of a manual for how mm. you should do things, mm. or I wouldn't see my myself mm. in it. Mm. Um, whereas actually it was quite the opposite. I felt mm. really um, 
supported, mm. boosted. Look, you're putting Lovely. your shoulders back as you said that. It's like, listener, <laughs> she's like boosting herself. Um, mm. Which was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can squiggle in it. Yes, you can. It's literally a book to be written all over, highlighted, you know, dog-eared. I don't know how some of your listeners feel about doing that to their books, but, you know, um, The Squiggly Career is it's one of those books. Mm. And I always said, uh, you know, in the review that I, you know, this review that I posted of it. The starting point. <laughs> the starting point. Um, I said that, you know, it's a, it's a book that's, I don't know, it, it's, it you need a work for me you needed like a working surface you needed to yeah. be in kind of like the the right frame of mind with your highlighters with your book yeah get yeah. in you know get stuck into the exercises it's a book that doesn't need to be read from beginning to end you can stick into the middle you yeah, know pick yeah. a chapter that you know works for you at the stage of life you're at mm. um in your career um and you know it's a it's a book to go back to rather than you know a light leisurely read by the beach mm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's an but even though you're right, you need mm. to like make time for it and like you know. Mm. But it is an easy read. It's not it a, it's not a tricky read. No, and it's, not at all. It's not overly like the little tasks. Uh, I suppose in contrast to what I was saying about Philippa Perry's book, do involve other people. They're like ask yeah. people to say what they think your strengths are, or yeah. ask people to like give you a LinkedIn yeah. recommendation, or yeah. like whatever yeah. else it yeah, was. Yeah. It was um, quite involving in your work community which I suppose because one of the points is Mm. if you want to have a squiggly career which is about possibilities yes embracing possibilities and not plans yeah for example you know changing the way that we talk about things so instead of talking about titles we talk about talents we embrace Mm. your talents as something to be improved on we have a growth mindset we you know all of that you know good Mm. stuff to ditch the ladder and you know embrace what you can have as as a mm. career you, you can craft the career that you you want mm. which was really liberating when I first read that because mm. like you said I was on maternity leave and I didn't I was like it was like a fork on the road I didn't know what to where mm. to go it was you know in the thick of the pandemic lots of uncertainty um and uncertainty also creates um uh you know a, a, a kind of dent in your confidence as yeah. well yeah yeah um, and I think that's what happened to me. Um, I kind of had a dent in, in my confidence and, ha- you know, reading that book then prompted me to, you know, continue on with uh, my uh, bookstagram account and continue on to, you know, forge these kind of um create opportunity if you know what I mean mm. through reading non-fiction and connecting you know I've met so many like virtually and offline as well so many mm. great people yeah, of yeah. um the cultured life so um yeah big shout out to you know all of um the supporters of um that page you know it, it's it's really grown into something that I'm proud of and I think mm. um the squiggly career really it provided me with the questions because mm. I think I lacked the questions okay. to kind of identify my feelings at that time Mm. and to kind of know how to move on with these feelings and what the squiggly career did for me was create a kind of framework so Mm. after each chapter so the the chapters they kind of revolve around five skills so you know the the ladder is dead what do we do we need to develop you know five skills um and they talk about these five skills being super strengths um which is the things that you're brilliant at 
um, values, which are unique attitudes and beliefs that motivate and drive you. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what my values were. You know, I didn't really, yeah, that yeah. wasn't a question to ask for me back well, that's then. That's interesting. Because I felt like yeah. I probably was much before reading this mm. clearer on my values, but not so much on my strengths. Ah, yeah. Funny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really Ooh. funny. And I think <laughs> that's a good thing about the book because it, it meets you where you are, mm. you know? And yeah. It met me because I didn't really know what my values were. And I mm. think putting um, some words to, to, you know, what my um, attitudes and beliefs mm. were kind of made me, you know, reassess my working situation and actually make a change prompted me to kind of make that change and then they also talk about having confidence which um you know believing in yourself Mm. um networks which they describe um and it really clicked for me it was Mm. such a sticky kind of way of putting Mm. it um because usually networking ick (laughs) but they describe it as people helping people yeah um and that's all it is networking yeah and networking doesn't need to be like in a room with loads of drinks it could be like your you know your online networking that's worked for you exactly especially on maternity leave in a pandemic and those sorts of things when you've not been out and about in the same way Yeah, yeah yeah exactly um and then the last um squiggly skill that they they talk about is um future possibilities which um Mm. are possibilities to kind of future proof you which Mm. is so important now in this you know changing world of work yeah you know there's so much going on with quiet quitting i don't know if you've heard of that um what was the phrase you use quiet quitting quiet quitting i thought you said quite quitting i was like what's quite quitting quiet quitting so what's quiet quiet i can't say the quiz here quiet quitting is basically when you do not you've kind of um switched off from your role okay. but you're not going to quit um you basically oh, I've not heard of this yeah okay. it's, it's it's quite the rage on the social <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically where you um don't go above and beyond for your role and okay. you just do the bare minimum and you switch off and oh, you know okay. um and i think that the there's a trouble in that because you know you're you, you you're not being intentional, if you know what I mean. It's kind of Ooh. you're being quite passive. It's a passive way of. Well, this is in, yeah. this is interesting because I'd not heard this phrase mm. before. But like thinking about the four thousand weeks, yes, and also just thinking in general about other things mm. in this book and all the books, mm. I suppose, about achieving a sense mm. of what you can do with your time yeah. and your family and yeah. your life. Mm. I am definitely a believer in you need to mm. have boundaries yeah. in order to yeah. have a healthy mindset yeah. yeah um but you're what you're saying is not being mm. passive in that still being yes, intentional exactly. in boundaries that. are so important i have yeah. to echo that you, so boundaries you, are so important. it doesn't necessarily mean you have to work every evening no. it just means that when you're exactly in the game yeah yeah. you're in the game you're in the game exactly okay you're in the game <laughs> and that way you know you're in control okay <laughs> and okay. you're more in control rather than switching off i mean yeah. you know um <laughs> it's quite mm. controversial but why not just quit you know yeah. why quietly quit maybe Ooh. be loud about it you know <laughs> <laughs> you know um so yeah i mean there's arguments on on both sides of of um uh, this quiet quitting. Uh, I don't know if it's a fad or if it's. Here I, to I stay don't know. I, don't I mean, know. well, I mean, there's lots of chat about yeah. you know um, 
you know the workforce exodus and people wanting change and seeing how this it's just I suppose an evolution of of Mm. all of that but those like ideas around um that sort of future proofing uh-huh. yourself mm-hmm. like the curiosity came out mm-hmm. quite strongly mm-hmm. which I was really surprised to see because I mm-hmm. and it came up when I was chatting to people about me they were like oh you're quite curious about mm-hmm. things which I hadn't seen as a strength but I also mm-hmm. hadn't seen it as a good future proofing yeah I'd been like oh is that me being a bit vague or a bit <laughs> nosy or but actually it's yeah. like getting to know things people yeah. places yeah it yeah. can be a good thing um Whereas one of the other ones that was around, like, what is it, grit? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like something I see in other people, especially mm. in architecture, right? Yeah, you know? gritty. Very <laughs> gritty profession. You've got to, like, keep going, yeah. be tenacious. You've got to, like, be oh, optimist, God. keep going. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to get rejected. You're going to bounce back. Yeah. You're going to get rejected. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go through a recession. You're going to have to rise oh, again. God. You know, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, I can see that in others, but not so much on me so maybe mm. I need to work at that it was it was very interesting just thinking about all those aspects yeah. of you but also the world around you mm. and how all that comes mm, together mm, mm, mm. I am waffling now no 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 <laughs> it completely makes sense no 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 <laughs> grit versus you know um I don't know grit is grit here to stay it's just finding the strengths that mm. you're good at and I think that's what the squiggly career is good at. It's good at mm. unlocking, mm. you know, it unlocks something in you to, you know, discover what your values are, discover what you're good at or discover what kind mm. of future possibilities mm. can exist for you or discover, you know, how confident, how you might have, you know, we call it confidence gremlins, which yeah, are things yeah. that hold you back. Yeah, and I identified, yeah. you know, a lot and that kind of came off, you know, being in an industry where I wasn't really valued as much and yeah, also, yeah. you know, being on maternity leave as well did, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, it can do. Yeah, yeah. so it's mm. learning how to navigate that as well to, you know, put the control back in my hands. Mm. So it gave you a much needed boost at that time oh, by the sure. sense of it. Yeah, yeah for sure. And within the book as well, mm. and for people that listening to, listen to Squiggly Careers or follow them or what have you, mm. like Helen and Sarah do like occasionally talk about their families it's not like yeah. at the forefront of what they do yeah. but you do get a sense of it they're both mums yeah um Helen's got two kids yes. and Sarah's got one, one. I believe yeah, and so you right. do get a, a bit of it but it yeah. isn't the driver of what they converse about in podcasts but in here they do share their yeah. personal stories around maternity leave and yeah. motherhood which I also appreciate it's a bit yeah. like when Oliver Berkman talks exactly. about being a dad in, in his, you know, and, mm. and obviously Philippa Perry also talks about being a mum. You know, mm. you kind of, it feels much more helpful when you know that they're exactly. going through yeah. it as well. Yeah, you resonate with those stories. Mm. And they, that's, you know, a big section of what kind of pulled me into the squiggly career, the concept of the squiggly career, because, you know, um, their kind of stories it's real life it's what you know millions Mm. of women are going through right now when they face you know um going back to work or they face change you know being Mm. made redundant you know you hear Mm. so many horror stories so um there's something kind of um affirming and kind of um you know taking back that that control and actually Mm. you know doing something through you know a bit of self-awareness and a bit of um you know asking yourself the right questions to mm. unlock something in you to 
be the very best version of you because mm. another thing they talk about is that each squiggly career is individual you know yeah, yeah. and they want to provide um you with the tools to mm. have a career as individual as you are mm. um so you're right you know those yeah. kind of stories it, it resonates it sticks it, it mm. really makes you not feel as alone as you might have been yeah, feeling yeah yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> and and they're obviously from working quite big corporates yeah but you know they've also got a creative side which i know exactly. is one of your values I, mean, yeah. I don't know if it's value strength yeah, yeah. Strength. Super strength super strength <laughs> um so you know yeah. that that was quite interesting as well because i'm not particularly corporate yeah 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 no of course um and i was like oh if i'm gonna read this am i gonna feel like i have yeah. to be like you know someone who's about making the money yeah. and da, 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 which is not <laughs> which is not yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and actually like this reading this i yeah. was like no like a lot of this can apply to and i mean obviously some jobs it's easier to squiggle mm. in than mm. other jobs but you know i was thinking about even someone who mm. is a nurse in the yeah. nhs what have you could find yeah. a way of thinking about well do I mentor or train others and I find exactly. a way to squiggle that shows yeah. some of my strengths around yeah. like leadership that way rather than necessarily thinking I'm on a path that has X number of career steps that's going to give me X exactly. more salary or X more status. Exactly. It is actually just working out how you make your career yeah. interesting to maintain yeah. a good life. Yeah. For and yourself on, exactly mm. and on our website we've got a little section called um which i really enjoyed working on um we we have a whole network of freelancers graphic designers you know website mm. developers that we work with um and um we created this series called the squiggly career stories and mm. um actually one of the stories was a, a doctor mm. was she a doctor um or she was she was working in the scientific field mm. where, where it's perhaps a little less you know um you know you you do kind of have a ladder mm. um but she kind of spoke about um uh you know going into medical writing which was quite interesting okay. and that was part of her squiggly kind of career she does this on the side yeah, um yeah, yeah. and um you know she's kind of prioritized it um over the past kind of years and it was really interesting so if any of your listeners they can head to the website and we've got a whole series of examples of people's squiggles so if you ever need some inspiration motivation yeah. you can you know head I, over there. I just like those sorts of pages anyhow yeah. like I always used to I don't think you still get the hard copy of the stylus do you on the tube oh no but like you know when yeah, you used yeah. to I never oh, read I anything else well I never yeah. read, I'm not a beauty person oh gosh <laughs> look at this plain face here but I would always jump to that one career I'm page I'm exactly the same I know exactly what you're talking about and they talk about from lights you know from when they wake up to yes. yeah. <laughs> at 5am I have my espresso and oh then, my no, no, god they I all love like that. these yeah. Um, but yeah I always used to just read that page yeah um, no offence to the beauty product section <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah it was yeah yeah, I think all those stories whether Mm. it's you know linked to you personally there's still Mm. something of interest in those isn't there yeah yeah amazing well thank you so much for three great books thank you Laura for this podcast and for everything you do it's really inspiring (laughs) and it's been lovely to chat about books as we were saying before chatting about books is a good thing yes it is <laughs> yeah it kind of like helps you remember the important bits and, and i wish i can remember the percentage but it's really high the percentage of you know what you remember oh well we can find yeah. it out and we can somewhere 
share it somewhere. No, but it's really good. Mm. So if people want to connect with you on your bookstagram, how would they do that, Vivi? Yes, so I'm on Instagram and I've also got a website. Um, So my Instagram handle is (laughs) theculture.life. And my website is actually called theculturedmarketer.com uk so um people can find me on there you know um i'm my dms are always open so feel free to send a message if you want any recommendations want to have a chat you know um the, if there's a book that stands out on my page really happy to help amazing so i'll put those links as yeah. well in the show notes and what what are you reading next what's what's up at the minute oh so <laughs> i'm reading a book and it's tiny which is good because you know sometimes when you read too many longer books you kind of it's refreshing to read a small tiny book yeah. it's portable it can fit into my little handbag and it's called stressilient stressilient i <laughs> like is, it yeah a mixture of um stress and resilient and it talks about how um you know in our time you know stress is high um but it, quite interestingly stress can be good sometimes mm. but it also talks about the down effects and how you can kind of you know, react to it and what you can do to be more in control oh and how you can kind of develop your resilience muscle oh <laughs> where is that in your body <laughs> I know. No, no, oh. sorry i am far too silly you have to forgive me i need to find that muscle too <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get it both as a super strength soon. oh well thank you so thank much you, Vivi, for coming on today it's thank been you. fun and i should also say we're recording in a very interesting space aren't we we're in the arc yeah. camberwell which is uh what do you call these like work co-working, co-working yeah kind of space, space. Um, brilliant yeah so it's been nice and maybe we meet here again yeah. for work and yeah. book chat and That'd be really nice stuff that sounds good all right and thank you again vivi and thank you to thank the you. listeners um i hope you've enjoyed the episode if you have please do um tell someone tell anyone <laughs> whether it's on your socials or friends who you um, enjoy reading with or talking to about parenting you know they're the sorts of people that i think would benefit from listening to this so it'd be great if you could share and if you want to listen out for future episodes of mother of all solutions you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app and follow on socials at solutions mother and if you do want to email it's mother of all solutions at gmail.com but thanks for listening and um, good luck with your squiggly career and your reading um keep both up and um yeah i'll be back with another episode soon thanks, take care Laura, bye you. bye baby <laughs> bye